What's up, guys? It's your boy, Johnny Bananas, and I'll be covering all the treachery, deceit, backstabbing, and murder from season two of The Traders U.S. on my podcast, Death, Taxes, and Bananas. I'll be joined all season by my fellow castmates to swap stories, provide all the behind-the-scenes antics, and sordid details from filming. So sally forth and join me for season two of The Traders every Saturday on the Ringer Reality TV podcast feed. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Shout out, Jack Edwards. The Majesty. Oh, my goodness. It's professional wrestling. Okay, okay. 24-7. Chicken jam. 1,000% confirmed. Not mage. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Mage. Ladies and gentlemen, the world's number one sports and recreation podcast, Cheap Heat, is back. On this Friday, January 26th, I'm your forever 24-7 champion, Peter Rosenberg. On this, the three-year anniversary of me winning that 24-7 championship here in Tampa. Matter of fact, I'm staying in the hotel room that is the exact same kind of suite where I sadly lost the title to R-Truth nearly 24 hours later. Uh, We are going to break down the Royal Rumble today. Uh, I will also tell you about me and Dip's experience at uh, Hogan's Hangout last night, which I know you're all waiting with bated breath to hear. Uh, But before we do that, I just want to address the news of yesterday. Um, I don't know if everyone has seen the TKO statement that they put out. Um, That statement is a spokesperson for TKO Group Holdings, the parent company of WWE and UFC, Said in a statement, Mr. McMahon does not control TKO, nor does he oversee day-to-day operations of WWE. While this matter predates our TKO executive team's tenure at the company, we take Ms. Grant's horrific allegations very seriously and are addressing this matter internally. Um, but obviously, it's not m- 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 what m- m- I want m- m- to spend m- today's podcast on for a myriad of reasons. Um, but most notably... You know, when all week we've been hearing from people about what they're doing with their kids to go take in the Royal Rumble, uh, I just think breaking down this horrifying, absolutely horrifying and tragic complaint, um, it's it's so graphic and, and so horrifying to read. It, this just doesn't seem like the venue for it. I spoke to Shoemaker earlier. He plans, um, it was breaking as he recorded uh, a couple, yesterday. Um, but he plans to dive into it more next week. Um, but I just wanted to acknowledge it off the top, how absolutely horrifying it was. And, um, you know, we are going to do a show that is based on what we love, which is the actual sport of pro wrestling and the amazing superstars and and what they do. Um, so I hope that's cool for everybody. Um, It will be addressed on the Ring of Wrestling show for sure. Uh, But today, 
while I'm sitting outside in Tampa, we are going to break down what we expect to happen. We're going to read some mail and we're going to get you to the Royal Rumble tomorrow night. Let's start with mailbag and allow it to take us to the Royal Rumble possibilities and how that will lead to WrestleMania. Roman writes us, not Roman Reigns, Roman Kaminsky. Mail. Hey guys, very long time listener, first time emailer. Here's my fantasy booking for the Rock at the Rumble. During the Rumble, number 26 countdown occurs. Buzzer, if you smell, but out walks, wait for it. The actor from Young Rock's show, the show Young Rock. The next one is then the older, uh, the Rocky Johnson from the show. They do some stick. Rocky Johnson gets eliminated, but Young Rock is still in the ring when number 30, number 30 countdown occurs and out comes the Rock for real this time. He goes to Young Rock and throws his Rudy Pooh candy ass out, but then gets himself thrown out by Solo Sokoa right after. I thought this would have been great last year when Young Rock was still on, but now cannot work. No, no, it cannot. It is a fun thought. If Young Rock had become the thing that I thought it should have, because I really, really enjoyed that show, as you guys know, that would have been really fun. Uh, now it is just a cute thought and is never going to occur. Michael writes us. Mail. Nineteen ninety two Royal Rumble was the first pay per view I ever watched. First tape I ever had. If Seth is hurt, they have to have the Rumble for the vacated title. Let's bleep and go. Stay mage. I have to imagine that was the thought they had, but now it seems according to all indications that Seth is going to find a way to make this work and will be ready for mania. So I have to assume all will stay as it was going to, but there are a lot of what ifs when you think about the winners for, for this match, the biggest wrench for me mentally now is how great, Cody and Seth were last Monday that to me kind of it like threw me off because I immediately thought like I know everyone is desperate or so many people are so desperate to see Cody quote finish the story am I the only one out there who like the story of at least him and Roman, not the story of him as champion, that obviously, because that is the story. The story, you have to remember, the story is not beating Roman Reigns. The story is Cody eventually winning the title that his dad never won, that his dad had seemingly won for like 10 seconds at a house show at MSG, and then he did not win. That is the story. You know, the story turned into, in a lead to WrestleMania last year, Cody and Roman. But now it is not a Cody-Roman story to me. It is a Cody story. So I don't know that that story has to end this time around with him beating Roman Reigns. And obviously, that is completely a possibility with The Rock new board member that he is, which means more involvement, you presume, than ever before, lingering right out there. So once I saw 
Cody and Seth have this tremendous face-off in the ring. I have to tell you, I've started now picturing them more at WrestleMania than I picture Cody and Roman. Is that crazy? Like, I, I don't think... I mean, listen, Punk and Seth could still be a lot of fun. Obviously, we, we know there's a lot there. Um, Cody and Seth, not nearly as sexy because they already had so many matches, though you could make that sexy too, given the history, everything that happened in the cell and all of that. There, there is something there for sure. But I almost wonder if, if, if Roman gets rocky, could you not really stretch out the top of your card more into meaningful matches by having Rocky, Roman, Punk, Cody, and Seth with someone we're not even thinking about yet? And then you really have this sort of triple main event situation plus one of the women's matches. I would imagine Becky Rhea. Although, who knows, because we haven't even said very much about Jade Cargill potentially appearing in the Rumble this weekend as well. But whatever that Rhea match becomes, isn't there a world in which you kind of, you want to grab those four massive matches over two days? And I don't know, to me, there's so much juice in Punk Cody after seeing them the other day. Like, that to me felt like more of a setup than just them having a Sid Justice Hulk Hogan 1992 you know eliminate each other at the Rumble field that to me felt like something bigger altogether so that's sort of where my brain has been going these days is that it's not one of those guys who wins the match but more likely, actually, I'm, I'm looking at it the wrong way. More likely, they end up in the Hogan Justice eliminating each other spot, opening the door for someone who we're not thinking about. And you get that classic Royal Rumble moment of you get down to the last four, five, six people, and you're like, oh my gosh, okay, it's still going to be Cody or Punk. And then, boom, in a second, they're both gone. And you're like, wow, I can't imagine any of these people winning. This is going to be shocking, whoever it is. By the way, give me our truth as one of those guys. Give me that our truth moment like you had back in the day with, well, I think it was Santino and Alberto Del Rio, where you're like, oh, my God, for a second you go, is, is there a chance Santino's about to win the Royal Rumble? Give me that moment with our truth where, where even if it's just for a minute, you start to go, oh my gosh, what if our truth wins? I would send our truth on a deep run. The crowd will be going insane. If our truth actually gets eliminations, like let our truth certainly eliminate a couple people from the judgment day. You know, JD McDonough and Priest get eliminated by our truth. The place will be Tropicana Field will be rocking. It will be absolutely lit if that were to happen. Oh, that would be so dope.
So I, I do like the idea, though, that Punk and Cody get so wrapped up in each other that they eliminate each other and then we're left with something else. And then it becomes, well, who is that? Is there juice to a Seth Rollins Gunther match? You know, is there juice to Dominic and Seth? Is there is there someone else we're not is it Solo Sokoa? Is there someone else we're not even thinking about? But I'm just saying, and maybe you guys will totally disagree. For my money at this moment, I, I want to see Punk and Cody on that WrestleMania poster, man. I, I do. I, I I love that. I think that is as mage as it could be with and without a title. Don't even need a title involved. That is just pure fire. All right. Ben writes us, the subject is 31st entrant. By the way, you may be able to hear a plane passing in the background. You may hear the this hotel in Tampa is overlooking this little uh, lake or whatever the hell this is, reservoir. And you may hear also from downstairs the fountain. There's a fountain. There's a big pool. It's quite nice. Bad memories for me, of course, in this room. Just like the layout when our truth stole my baby, the 24-7 championship right here. But it's a nice hotel. Um, all right, Ben says, hey, guys, I've had this idea for a few years, and I think it'd be a fun gimmick. Imagine the 30th entrant enters the Rumble, and everyone kind of settles in for the culmination of the match. Then take a bit longer of a break of the 90 seconds or two minutes. Then a 10-second countdown clock pop, pops back up. Uh, a countdown clock pops back up. Maybe even do 20 seconds to let the crowd kind of look around and get hyped. For this year, imagine if that 31st entrant would be someone like The Rock. I think it could be awesome. On the other hand, though, I could see WWE not doing it because years when it doesn't happen will make the crowd upset. Just wanted to pass along as I feel it could eventually be like Apple's one more thing press conference gimmick. Stay mage, Ben. Um, I like it. And here's how I think you would avoid that ever becoming a thing. You, you, you just create a story around how that 31st person, whether it was the rock or not, how they were able to get it done. You know, you have Michael Cole deliver a message that he's received, or it plays out the next week on TV that the rock, you know, while whoever it was who was negatively affected by it is complaining and getting lawyers, The Rock explains why he was able to get that 31st slot. By the way, the precedent has been set. There has been a 40-man Royal Rumble before. I mean, hell, like it or not, there was even the greatest Royal Rumble. What was that, 50? So... There is a precedent, even at an official Royal Rumble event, that it's gone over 30 before with 40. I don't think that'll happen, but I think it would be fun. I'm not mad at you. All right. Uh, Trevor writes us. Hey, Pete. I'm a Pete guy. Dip. An STG. All the discourse around Cody Roman Rock is trying to find a one-match one resolution to what are actually three separate stories. Story one, Roman beating Hulk Hogan's title reign 
which would mean holding the title until mid-24, specifically Thursday, September 12th. Story two, the bloodline and Roman versus The Rock as to who is the head of the table. Three, Cody Wodes finishing the story. He only said Cody Wodes. I added story. Why do all these stories have to be resolved in night two of WrestleMania? Cody's story is winning the WWE Universal Championship. Just it's what I just said. This is a very smart guy. What matters is him winning the title. Does that win have to be at WrestleMania? Roman versus Cody, too, is a mage match, but there's nothing more mage than Roman Rock. No disrespect to Cody, but a triple threat would only distract from the epic clash of the NOIs. Furthermore, if the plan is for Roman to pass Hogan's record, it means Cody and Rock have to lose. Whether it's one-on-one or a triple threat, having Cody lose in the main of WrestleMania two years in a row could be a disaster for Cody. It would be the stink of Luger on him. If the plan is to have Roman pass Hogan's record and or have The Rock involved in the main event, keep Cody away from it. I agree. The Cody thing is bigger. People are, people are thinking Cody needs Roman. This is me adding to this, by the way. Sorry, I stopped his email. Cody is, does not need Roman for this story. All due respect to the tribal chief, but not every story is about the tribal chief. Roman would pass Hogan, back to the email, Roman would pass Hogan on Thursday, September 12th. The last day of summer is the 21st. SummerSlam is typically held in August, but this year's hasn't been announced yet. If the plan is to have Roman pass Hogan's record, I say have Roman beat The Rock one-on-one at Mania and look absolutely unstoppable. Announce SummerSlam for Saturday the 14th or Sunday the 15th, which also happens to be my birthday. I mean, Trevor, that's not going to be a factor. Roman passes Hogan's record. Then Cody finally dethrones him at SummerSlam, just like Roman did to Brock after losing to him at WrestleMania 34. Regardless of what happens, I trust Triple H and Paul Heyman to come up with something great because just like us, we know they love wrestling and think it's great. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Trevor, also 36 at 36 in Los Angeles. A lot of good points from you, bud. I highly doubt they would do SummerSlam that late. Um. And also, if you do it, then isn't it the giveaway that that's what we're doing? So I don't know that you have to make SummerSlam, you know, that directly involved with the end of it, even. Um, like, you don't have to have him set the record and, and then lose immediately. It could go to Survivor Series or the Rumble next year. There's so many things you could do if you, in fact, want him to, to break it. Now, let's remove for a second... Terry Bollea, the, the, the flawed man, and talk about Hulk Hogan, the character, because I don't know if you know, but that's what this is about, because it's wrestling, and we love wrestling, and think it's great. Let's talk about Hulk Hogan, the character, versus Roman Reigns, the character. They exist in two very different eras. Very different eras. And there is upside and downside for each of those superstars because of that fact. But can we just be honest for one moment? I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. And I say this, and I'm not just saying this in the generic, insulting way I normally say it. I'm saying this legitimately with all due 
and wait for it, and the utmost respect for the head of the table. This whole idea that Roman has to break Hogan's record because, like, A, I think people just invest a lot in what that would mean. Like, just from a character standpoint and what they meant to wrestling as a whole, if you think Roman Reigns, the character, means more to pro wrestling as a whole than Hulk Hogan, the character, you are out of your mind. You are literally drinking Kool-Aid, and I don't even know who's giving you the Kool-Aid because I don't even think Roman Reigns would try to give you that Kool-Aid. I don't even think Paul Heyman, if the cameras were off, well, Paul is Paul's always living the gimmick, so I don't know. But I don't think many people in the world in a coherent, sober moment would say that Roman Reigns, the character, is bigger and more important than Hulk Hogan, and because of that fact, should surpass Hulk Hogan's title reign. I will also say on the flip side of that coin, do any of you and have any of you known the day count of Hogan's title run ever in your life? I haven't. I don't know how long Bruno San Martino had held the title for. I I don't. I don't know any of the old title reign day counts. So I can also argue that us falling too in love, the internet in particular, falling too in love with this narrative of like the all-important Hogan title reign. It, was that ever a huge thing? So number one, if it is a huge thing, no, I don't think on paper Roman needs to be the guy to beat that. And number two, I don't even think that's really that much of a thing. So sure, he can beat it. He could not beat it. I just don't think it's what everyone's making it out to be right now. But really, truly, you're telling me right now you're a 40-year-old person, a 35-year-old person? And you think that the Roman run is more impactful than Hogan's? I, I I don't know, man. Like, it's been amazing. It's been its own thing. It's been super special and cool and neat and different. But, like, I don't know that I can go with you there. And... It's, it's interesting, right, because Roman's incredible run has happened now during this incredible boom period again for WWE. But there are so many other factors involved in that. So, anyways, the point of it all is we, we need to calm down with each one of these sort of real-life-ish stories that I think we're all heaping onto these potential matches that don't need them. I mean, listen, if you want to do it because it's fun, well, wrestling is great. We love wrestling. So knock yourself out. But This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yeah, I don't see it that way. Mail. Let's go to Hayden, who has mania thoughts. Uh, Hayden says, what are like your teas on Rocky Roman at Mania 41? Similar how they set up Rock versus Cena the year prior. I feel like no one is talking about this option. It could make sense for an even bigger buildup. This doesn't necessarily mean Roman has to hold the belt for another year, but he could, obviously. Plus, we'd still be able to get Cody Roman and Seth Punk this year. Call me spoiled, but I don't want to rush Rock Roman sitch. Give me months of teasing. Stay mage. Don't hate it at all, bruh. I I don't hate it. If 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 the plan is to stretch it out, I'm I'm good with that, bruh. I really am. Like, you mean in other words, what I believe Hayden you'd be suggesting here is that we get to the end of mania and whatever happens. Win, lose, or draw for Roman. Rock is out there standing at the top of the ramp saying, what about me, bud? What about me? Oh, Mage. Hey, Dipperstein, how are you? Hey, how are you? Hey, I'm doing a wrestling podcast. I love wrestling. I think it's great. Um, real quick, I'm curious for your thoughts. The theme of today's episode has become have people the two ideas that I'm curious. I think you're going to be in lockstep with me on. Maybe you won't be on one of them. Two ideas that the wrestling world, I think has gotten obsessed with that I don't think are necessary to be solved at WrestleMania this year, which of course has an impact on the rumble. Number one being I don't believe that the Cody Rhodes quote unquote story has to do anything with Roman Reigns, but only has to do with him eventually winning the the heavyweight championship. So I don't know that we need a Cody Roman situation at WrestleMania. What are your thoughts? I mean, my thoughts are, I, I think we've got ourselves so hyped on the idea of like Cody finishing the story. I mean, he could finish it at any time. There's many, there could be many, you know, chapters in between him finishing his story. We thought we were getting the rock for the last 10 years at WrestleMania. And now finally, I think they're finishing the story. So any story can be finished at any time. So I'm, I'm, everyone needs to calm down. Let it play out as it will. And by the way, but do you do you also agree the story is not really with Roman? The story is with him getting the title. The story can be him getting the title from anyone. It has nothing to do with Roman. So that's number that's one. Right. 
It's his personal journey, not his journey with Roman Reigns. That's number one. And this one I know you're going to agree with. This it's become a growing conversation. The rock, uh, the Roman surpassing Hogan's title count. Uh, did anyone ever care or know the days of Hulk Hogan's title reign to make this such a thing? I, you know how I feel about these things. Uh, the statistics mean nothing. Who cares? Uh, Bruno San Martino, Hulk Hogan, blah, 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 blah. It is what it is. So, you know, it, it means nothing to me. Nothing. Now, something it's I know. big blah, blah, blah. Big blah, blah, blah. Now, something I know for a fact means something to you is the uh the time we spent yesterday at hogan's hangout i give you the floor to give the dipperstein review for people who may be going to the tampa st pete clearwater area on hogan's hangout you know it's not what i expected at all it's really just that you know a restaurant with 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 i I don't want i don't want to you know i don't want to speak ill of it i I, because i i liked it and i actually thought the food was was quite good but uh, and we can run down the, the the food itself if you'd like. But yeah, dip dip uh, had a crazy it. order. But keep going. Well, and and <laughs> but you know it's just it's a nice corner bar with you know a million televisions. A few of them are playing wrestling from different eras. There's clearly like a Hogan wrestling. There's a there's a Hogan match loop going on. Yes, and like a, uh, a very. Is- all kinds of Hogan stuff on the loop, like WCW or early eighties, prime eighties. It's all there. Yeah. And then they have all the merch hanging all over the place for, for Hogan, you know, the Hogan, the, the, the restaurant and you can buy it and this and that. And it just seems like a nice, it seems exact, like exactly as advertised, like a hangout, you know, I thought it was going to be like this huge place overlooking the ocean. That's what I thought it was. But it's really just a, it's not that. It's a bar on the corner. It's a corner bar. I'll see you at the bar on the corner. That's what people are saying. Do you, do you, do you have any complaints that you'd like to make about bars that insist on having loud music playing early in the night? Yes. Uh, yeah, I don't like live music at restaurants in general. I don't think that people who go there to speak to each other at a restaurant the whole point of eating with another human being at a restaurant is to have a conversation with them. And then when you have blasting live music in the background and everyone is singing along to uh, Sweet Caroline in the back, that happens. you can't enjoy your peel and eat shrimp like you want to or have the conversation about the Royal Rumble that you're seeking on this weekend. And so, yes, in general, I hate live music at restaurants and uh, and this was no exception. Blasting in the background, blasting. Yeah, and a man and, playing a, a man playing and singing the hits. Now, now, uh, in particular, yes, the order that Dip made at a what is clearly very much. I mean, it's Hogan's Hangout, guys. It, it's not a Michelin star restaurant. Although Hulk Hogan uh, recently said he did have a Michelin star, but then there was some controversy with the giant Baba, and it was taken away. Um, <laughs> but, but dip at this restaurant where i ordered blackened chicken dip decided to have the salad (laughs) which i I consider to be a risky move at a random place like this it's one of those places when you order the salad the guy the waiter like looks up from his glasses and goes okay (laughs) 
I mean, I just didn't want to eat all the big fattening crap. It's a place full of fattening crap. And it's the beginning of the weekend. I know I'm going to be going and going. Dip flare and all, all weekend. And I, I don't want to, I don't, I didn't want to, you know, blow it all on, on one, you know, Hogan's hangout, uh, po' boy. You know what I'm saying? And were there, were, I didn't need, were there, I didn't need the burger. Were there no negative repercussions when you got home? No, I feel fantastic. I never felt better. Hmm. All right. So we only have a few minutes left here. I have many things I need to go do um, as part of this uh, fantastic weekend. Do you want to just give us your thoughts, hopes, and dreams for the Royal Rumble match? <sighs> I, I don't like my Rumble too gimmicky. I don't need them doing too many spots and setting up too many rivalries. Okay? I think one major setup, you know, like we had Hogan Warrior in, in 90. One major good setup towards the end is what I'm looking for. I don't need a million different. But there has happen. to be, there has to be at least two because I I'm starting to think like, isn't this we're gonna be gonna be where we see the Jimmy J setup too? I would love that. I would love that. I would like to. I I would say I would like to see a full Judgment Day implosion in the Royal Rumble. Dip. That you know what I would fun. love to see. I would love to yeah. see our truth go shockingly deep and eliminate like two or three members of Judgment Day. Yeah, like something like that would be super fun. Can you imagine how unglued the place would be if they just allowed truth to shockingly go to like the final four or five? It would be amazing. I'll tell you, I do think you'll see a, a Damien Priest uh, attempted and failed cash in tonight. Really? Yes. Yes, I do. Interesting. Now we have. Have you put any thought into who could win this women's match? Um, not too much. Maybe Becky. I mean, I would also. No, I, I think I think it's, I think it's Becky Rhea, and it ends up being Bailey winning, and we get babyface Bailey against Io Sky as she is forced out of damage control. What are your teas? I think that's right. I, I you're right. You gave it more thought than me. What about what? But but no one somehow, after all of the constant chatter, I feel like nobody's talking about Jade Cargill. I think you're just going to get a surprise where she show, she throws out a bunch of people and and then eventually you know gets thrown out by Bailey or something in like a laughter moment. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if she has a big moment. She has a really big moment and then gets thrown out by people from NXT, leading to her going to NXT to run roughshod. Yeah, something like that. Potential. I think um, it's going to be a big, big night. What are you? What's your level of excitement? Very excited. Very. I love wrestling. I think it's great. All right. Uh, thank you, Dip. I'll see you shortly. Okay. Okay. There he is, ladies and gentlemen, the great Brian Dipperstein, in all of his glory. All right, guys. Uh, it is a shortened episode today. I have to go. I'll just be. You guys are my people. I have documentaries to do. I have a a two K. Uh, 2K24 thing to do. I have to go make myself beautiful and try to go be a professional. Um, uh, 
I hope everyone, if you're in Tampa and you see me at the kickoff show or you see me in dip around town, I hope you come up. Oh, Zach Linder will be here as well. Lindering and lindering up a storm. Um, he worked at .com. I don't know if you know that. I hope you'll find us and say hello. And uh, if you're watching this at home, I hope you're enjoying whatever drinking game or whatever sort of fun thing you're doing with friends. Or if you're having a family night, I hope the kids have the best time ever and everyone gets to take in the rumble. This is such a joy for all of us. And uh, obviously, with the, the nature of how we started the show, we will have more on that on Ring of Wrestling next week. Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. Enjoy the weekend. Stay mage and uh, enjoy yourself as well. Oh, wow. I'm being told now we have a little bonus content. Uh, if, if you didn't catch it, um, it's on YouTube. But I did an interview with uh, me and Ebro interviewed Bianca Belair and Montez Ford about a lot of stuff. And it's a great conversation. So a little bonus content. Here's me and Ebro's conversation with Bianca and Montez. Ebro in the morning, Laura Styles, Rosenberg, give it up for Montez and Bianca Belair, WWE's own. And they got a new TV show. Now, hold on, hold on. There's a lot here. Just let, let me set this up before you write. Huh. You, you are looking at Bianca Belair, who is a WWE 2K24 cover right now okay oh, yeah. there are Congrats three covers thank you she is one of those covers <laughs> uh then you have uh the show love and wwe starting mm -hmm. february 2nd on hulu mm. by the way you know i'm hosting our, our premiere this weekend uh in tampa yes and we're doing a little thing on Super sunday excited. yep that's right and wait hold on am i forgetting anything else royal rumble this saturday night on peacock as well there you go is that everything they're just for this week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just for this <laughs> week. For this week. It's a lot going on. So, wait a minute. So we've known of your relationship for many years. Um, mm -hmm. It plays out sometimes in WWE, mm -hmm. but not, not really. really. Yeah. Right? Not, not really. Not it's anymore. More, it's more of your relationship than it is a part of the WWE. So now you guys are prepared to show us more. Yeah, because we're doing it. Uh, <laughs> it's like, uh, it's uh, I don't know if I'm prepared, but it's happening. It's happening. I mean, yeah, you know, this was never the plan. When we first met and got married, I mean, we, we're just living life, being best friends and going through life. And this just popped up and we saw it as an amazing opportunity. So I was one that was always like, I'm never doing reality TV. I don't want to do it. And I learned to so never say never. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're kind of pulling the curtain back, um, showing everybody who we are, not just inside the ring, but outside the ring. Uh, we shot it on the road to WrestleMania, which he likes to describe it as like our playoffs yeah. uh, leading up to WrestleMania, which is like our Super Bowl. Yeah. So it's the most busiest time of the year. I was champion at that time. And it's just like showing how we navigate being husband and wife and also being WWE <clears throat> superstar and trying to balance it all. And um, we just saw it as a great opportunity to like treat the WWE universe, but also treat people that may not be a wrestling fan, may not know much about WWE and showing like, what it means to be a WWE superstar, showing that like wrestling is cool, wrestling's dope. I'm watch this with Issa. everything. This is, this is a, I feel like this is me. And oh, I'm telling show. you right now, I am observing the way people are reacting to this show. <laughs> I think I'm a little too close to it, so I'm like, yeah, it's cool. It's another. It's a show, you know, Bianca yeah. Test. But I'm watching the way wrestling Twitter slash black wrestling Twitter is reacting to it. Oh, people are watching this as a family. People are uh, really, I'm telling you, people are excited for this show. It's amazing, and it's a blessing, too. I think I always 
tell her, and we talk about all the time, how we're blessed to be at this platform to, like, put out positivity into the world. The world's going through so many different changes right now, and that deals with people in their careers, families. So we're blessed to not only be on this platform, but share our life and give some positive insight. And just like the WWE, when we're on WWE television, we're providing an escape. We're glad we're able to do that now with the show, too. Yeah. So everybody can join us. Yeah, bro, do you realize that when last, uh, last year... When it was announced that TKO was forming as a company, UFC and WWE, and they went to NASDAQ to ring the bell. <laughs> I believe the people that went were, let me try to get this right. I believe it was, I'm gonna go just the WWE side. So we'll just, Vince McMahon, Nick Khan, Triple H, Bianca Belair, Montez Ford. Did I forget anyone? <laughs> I think it was those so five. You guys are like yeah. being positioned as like face of the company. That's a that's a big spot, guys. We can't. You had to I'm cross your mind. Like that's a big deal. A lot of people they could have chose to yeah. br to bring, and they brought you guys. What did that mean? Yeah, I mean, no, that was an honor. You know, when when they called and asked us to to fly out, and we found out what it was for. I'm like, of, of, of course we want to come. Like, <laughs> thank you so much. But no, it's really cool that you know we're being put up in in that high regard, and as like the face of of the company and representing the company, and just being representation. Like that's what this is all about. But it was. Got to go up there and ring the bell and be a part of that big, huge moment. And um, it's cool. Yeah, yeah, provide an example. Like you said, being there for such a huge moment. And like, as you've seen with the most recent announcements, we're going into a whole new wave. The Netflix yeah. deal. comes yeah. to Raw WWE Netflix. and professional wrestling and entertainment as a whole. Just trying to... Uh, make ourselves just like a global entity when it comes to entertainment, not just reality TV shows, but professional wrestling, PLEs, you know, comedy shows, and showing that our talent can just do more things outside the ring. What, what's PLE? So it, PLE is like, it's our new way of saying pay-per-view. Premium so live event. Premium live event. That's what I do. That's what yeah. I go do every month. Oh, okay, okay. The, yeah. And like PLEs, for example, for the near future, we'll be staying on Peacock mm -hmm. over the next couple of years. Right. Okay. And then we'll see what happens after that. Raw will be on Netflix, mm -hmm. SmackDown will be on USA. Yeah, it's, so it's look, everything's like, changing. Yeah, everything's changing. Yeah. It's a new, like it's, it's evolving. Like, and, and of course, this show's on Hulu. So WWE like broadening the brand, the brand strategy. Yes. And then this new announcement of The Rock and this whole board. He's on the board now. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's the kind of thing that affects. No, not. It's them, just a cool. Just it's just another cool, cool big yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it just kind of keeps I, growing. I, do, I, I guess I would. You know, hearing that The Rock is on, a, you know, a wrestler, somebody who started, grinded, had to work, do the work, you know, became a WWE superstar. But now, you know, and we've seen other people branch out and do movies from wrestling and things like that. But then to get ownership of his name back, right? Oh, and man, and that's to be wild. able to license that and use that, I'm sure that's got to be on when you guys now being in this for some time now, mm -hmm. looking at where the runway could go as far as... Going transitioning from wrestling into business and other endeavors, this guy has to be inspiring, Man, right? The Rocks has always been my inspiration since I was a tadpole, <laughs> and like just as long as I can remember, and like just to see someone I watched and idolized growing up, and then now, like you said, shift out into these other avenues, and now taking ownership of his name, being part of the board of directors, and just expanding himself outside of the ring, and like you said, is motivating and inspiring that. You know, like you said, the trajectory of where we can go 
with ourselves. Right. So, you know, he's always continuing to raise the bar. And at this point, he shouldn't even be called The Rock no more. He should be called The Damn Boulder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's something else altogether you know now. Yeah, now, remember, we said last time Montez was up here, I believe when I he first came up, I said to you, to you when Montez, I said to Ebro when Montez was here, that a lot of people say, you know, Montez could go on to be a, a superstar of that caliber. Man, let's get into the that. tough. Let's get into the tough part of the interview. Okay. Okay. Ooh. There's the rest of the talk. There's the rest of the talk. Man. Not my area so of just, just the call button, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was doing my podcast this week, and me and my co-host were saying like, one person we would love to see have a really deep run in the Royal Rumble because in the Royal Rumble, Ebro, you get you sort of get an idea of what's going on with people by seeing how they perform in the Royal Rumble to some extent. Not always. Sometimes they may have a story going on with someone, and it's just about them and the other person in their moment. But a lot of times, you see someone who goes very deep in the Royal Rumble, mm -hmm. like last year with Gunther, for example, mm -hmm. where a guy then becomes a massive star because of what they did. And, and a name that all of us said we really would love to see go on a deep run in the Royal Rumble this year is Montez Ford. I appreciate that. And you are incredibly humble and, from what I can tell, incredibly patient. Um, are you ready for like the world to kind of see fully what Montez Ford could bring to WWE? Because I know a lot of us are ready to see more Montez Ford. Um, 1,000%. Um, I say it so many times, and I've spoke to so many people this week about it, but um, I've been so heavily involved in this since a, since as a child. And i kind of been preparing for this for decades. And like I've always said, like, hey, when I accomplish my dream and I get a chance to take the ball and run with it, I'm going to unparalleledly take this business to heights it's never been before, scenes it's never seen before, and literally go all out with it. Because I have that much love for it. And um, I just feel like the world is hasn't seen what I can do yet. And that's 100% fine. Like you said, I've been patient and just allowing God's timing to like resurface. But I know when it's time, I'm going to run. And I'm going to run so hard and so fast to the point... I don't think nobody's going to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> Bianca, what about for you, who's now, you've already been to the highest heights. Yeah. And you kind of live in that stratosphere. Um, what would it mean for you to kind of see, and like, what do you think Montez has left to show the world that they haven't seen yet? I don't even think he's even started with showing the world what he has to offer. And I think that's what's cool about the show that's coming out. Uh, we touch on that a lot. We touch on, you know, how he's feeling about his placement right now with what he's doing. And he talks, we talk about his goals and his aspirations. And, you know, we even, you know, like I said, we shot the show on the road to WrestleMania. So Elimination Chamber is in there, which is one of the matches in between Royal Rumble and WrestleMania where he got to have... Um, a, a singles spot and he got to highlight himself a little bit and you get to see how he handles that pressure and how he performs and how everybody reacts to that so um, I think everybody's ready for it I know that he's ready for it he talks about it all the time um, he's very patient uh, <laughs> but he's ready and so the world better get ready because they about, they about to find out what we already know I can't, I can't wait Montez Ford is the future is, so. is this show already on who, is it, is February 2nd February 2nd February 2nd right, yeah February 2nd we have a uh, screening this weekend Sunday uh, if Sunday if you're not busy you can make your way over I know you're here yeah, come to Tampa man it's quick drive I got a pregnant wife who probably, who really doesn't want to do that no <laughs> that's fine man you gotta do a wife 35 weeks and she's no, really on some like yeah, nah. <laughs> well you guys can watch it on Hulu on February 
Yo, Yo, five years ago, you bro, you, that beard looked like a shirt. Yeah, well, the shirt, actually, the shirt is a curtain at this point because he lost some more weight, dude. What's going on, man? <laughs> I'm like, listen, man, I'm trying to, listen, when you get this age, man, you, I wake up in the morning, I got to drink a certain tea to keep my blood sugar right. I got to get my little green powder mix. I got to make sure that I'm eating this, this, and I'm on that. I'm on, and not that I'm on medication or anything that's leading in that direction, but I don't want that smoke. Ebro's no. on the second knee, third knee. He's on his yeah. third knee. Third knee. Oh, wow. Yeah. You yeah. walked in here better than I did. Yeah, I got metal in there. I got that vibranium. <laughs> that vibranium. <laughs> right. So you have trouble with TSA? Uh, I got a card and everything. Oh, do wait, I you really flown, do? I haven't flown with it yet. But oh, I so this weekend? Card. This weekend will be the first time where it's like, beep, beep, we need to do a separate search and the whole, I got to get a card and the whole skit. Yeah. This is the real Iron He's Man. Iron right Man <laughs> He's Iron Man, bro. He's actually Iron Man. Man. Congrats. Yeah. You got to update the pictures and everything. everything you don't even look the same person, man. Look at that. What's That's good. How long is this? has been for a while now. Like, how long y'all been doing this actual the show? show? This yeah. version this, of this the version, show? This version. 2014. This version, yeah, 10 years now then this yeah. year. This 10 year. years this year. Yeah. Decade. And we're in a great space too, man. We're for, we're, and hopefully you guys have the same experience with the show, right? Where you're working with Pete, and you guys do this at obviously at WWE, but you guys don't necessarily work. You work at the same place, but you don't necessarily work together. Yeah. Right? On the show, you guys had to work together, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, hopefully, so, you liked the, the experience. and the people holding the cameras. Like those people become really part of your life. They do. They do. They do. Because I mean, they're in your house every single day, going in and out your house. Like you, you know, have to really start to get, develop a trust. Yeah, you do. You yeah. have to be comfortable. Because like one thing that we wanted to do, and you know, we're so used to the red light coming on and being in front of the camera, but we're in the ring, and I'm Bianca Belair, so I'm automatically like turning into Bianca Belair and in Bianca Belair mode. But now they're in your house, and the red light comes on, and you're trying to be, you know, in my kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're trying to be authentic and yeah. genuine and vulnerable, and it's like. I don't, I don't know y'all like that, you know, right. but you have to remember it's going to be people watching you that really don't know you either. So, and one thing we wanted to do, we didn't want to be performative. Like, we were like, okay, we're home. Let's try to make this real and genuine and just authentic. But yeah, you really have to start trusting these people because they, they, they're everywhere. They followed us everywhere. And these for were all about new people, months. right? This was a production company. This mm -hmm. wasn't people you knew. Yeah, all new people. Did so, WWE have someone around? Yeah, like, all the time. There's always someone of, of you knew yeah. generally, yeah. but not the people shooting it. Etc. Yes, a whole new experience. <laughs> but and the reason I said I hope you guys had a good time working together is because that's what makes a great relationship, right? Whether it's a you know like you guys have a familial, intimate relationship, or me working with these brothers and Laura and everybody, um, we actually like each other. Yeah. Like outside of work, we'll be like, "Yo, what y'all doing tonight?" Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Versus other people that don't get that experience at work. So it's a blessing, man. So hopefully this is great for y'all. Yeah, it was. And, like, we've heard so many horror stories about, you know, the reality TV. Oh, this might be the beginning and the end for you guys. And it's just like, I, we didn't feel that way because, like, just like our show says, like, our foundation is love. Just like what you guys here that work together. Right. You guys' foundation is love. You guys really don't have to necessarily worry about 
anything when it comes to like issues or things you gotta deal with or the stuff you have to work on like it's just love well, it's it's, love. and it makes it way easier when there are issues when it's based yeah. in the foundation there's of trust love. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, there's trust but you got I, let, one of the biggest misconceptions that I thought like existed in, in on like wrestling Twitter in general was like this there was always a conversation about like toxicity at WWE and like the <laughs> locker room and that like, listen, I'm only around once a month, but all I can say to people is I'm like, y'all, your impression of what's happening there yeah, yeah, yeah. is not what it feels like. And I'm not saying that you don't ever have a thing at a workplace where yeah. one person doesn't mess with another person. Yeah. But do you guys have that same experience? Because Bianca, ever since you've been around, like, I feel like the women's division is very friendly. It feels like there's a lot of camaraderie among the, at least the newest class of the last yeah. couple of years. I mean, yeah, I've had a great experience. Um you know, we we bond a lot, and we're always, like, at the end of the day, we always want to, like, steal the show at, at the end of the day. If it's two women's matches, three women's matches on the car, like, no, I'm trying to go out there and steal the show, but we all want each other to do to do great. Um, and I do feel like, especially at this particular time, this is, our locker room is so bonded and so strong. Um, you know, we just had Charlotte, go, Charlotte Flair go down, which... She, it was a huge blow to this division, but the way that we all rallied around her and supported her, um, I think she felt that love, but we are so bonded at this point, and we, like, we always talk about how we are going to be there for each other no matter what, like, we're all in this together, um, and we try to really try to make it an effort for it to be that way, so it's been a great experience, um, like, it's girls in the locker room that I would hang out with the same way, like, outside of work like after we leave work we're like what you doing right now like you know but at the end of the day like i'm always with my best friend so i think this helps me a lot too like my husband's my right. best friend you guys so do have a, a nice advantage i'm all yeah i'm always with him and i'm always running to him but like if for for me i'm trying to go to work i'm trying to make money i'm trying to have fun like i don't want to go to work and be stressed out i'm not trying to go to work and be arguing and doing all that like I'm here to make money and have fun. And that's like, I think that's the energy that we have right now backstage. What can you say about your fellow uh, 2K24 cover woman, Rhea Ripley? Rhea Ripley. Um, Yeah, so we're sharing the cover (laughs) of 2K, the video game. And I think it's so amazing that I get to share the cover with Rhea. You know, me and Rhea actually came into WWE around the same time. And we, in the developmental program, so we kind of came up in this game together. So it's cool, like, we started... In NXT together, and we're all we're both like on opposite sides of the mountaintop, climbing together and meeting together. So I think it's cool that it's her and I that are able to share this cover, and we're making history too. You know, it's the first time that two females have been on the cover of a video game, and then I'm the first woman of color that's ever been on the cover of a video game. Um, so I think it's really cool that it's Rhea Ripley, and I always say I feel like we're at the forefront of a new generation of women's wrestling. That's, that's coming through. Like, there's a lot of changes being made. Everything's evolving. Like, our roster is so stacked right now. And the girls that are coming in um, are going to make some noise. And, you know, the girls that, that have been there, like like Becky and Charlotte and Natty and Bailey, like, they're still making noise. So um, I just think it's cool because I think that we're, we're just representation of, of women, of what our division is all about. And, um, I mean, Rhea's doing her thing this year, so I, yeah, I, I'm happy about it. Everyone has a different path, right? Like, yeah. you're, you came to the main roster and sort of were immediately kind of shot Hit to the, the ground moon. running. <laughs> Rhea, Rhea came up, and, and, and everyone was like, had huge expectations for her, got the title, 
and it didn't work at first. It was kind of like there's something not all the way that's connecting the way it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden a moment happens and like she's literally just been on fire ever since. Yeah, timing. Everybody's path is different. Like comparison is the thief of joy, right? Like if you compare yourself to somebody else's really journey, is. you're you're always going to feel like you're missing out on something. Like if she compared herself to me when I first got in, she you know, she would have felt like she was missing out. If I'm comparing myself to what's happening with her right now, like she's champion right now, I'm not. It, I would feel like I'm missing out. Everybody has their own journey. And, and I feel like life is just a mixture of like good luck, blessings, Ebbs timing, and, yep. and hard work. Yeah. So, But a lot of it is timing, especially in WWE. Well said. Montez, Bianca Belair, love you, bro. Congrats, hey, man. Congrats again, man. Yes, for Thanks sure. Thanks for having us Thank again, man. Thank love. you. Thanks for always coming up. February 2nd, Hulu, Love and WWE, and the Royal Rumble, of course, on Peacock this Saturday night. You don't want to miss it. It's professional wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. At this time, I would like to introduce in the corner to my left, the majesty. Sweet, sweet Peter Rosenberg. And then I went to makeup and like sat in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together. Also, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to introduce. Shout out to that guy, Greg. Red Hart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. M -m 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 Mitch.